welcome to the podcast. Uh, Grace, this is a musical theater podcast. We don't say that. We sing it. Oh, shit, you're fucking right. It's a podcast, but it's a musical theater one. I feel better. I can start now. <laughs> I'm actually, before we even get into anything, I'm so upset right now. Why? This whole movie, I was waiting for... Oh. And rock when they come out of the woods like that. I guess that's the sequel. Yeah, that's okay. It just means we have more Camp Rock to watch. Oh. We're in our Disney Channel original movie era. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. What's next? Descendants? I've seen like 10 minutes of Descendants and I loved it. Okay, no, it's great. I love Descendants. Bomb. We should do the zombie one at Halloween. Never even heard of that till you told me about it. My niece loves it. Yeah, so we're covering Camp Rock today. Looking back, I remembered as more high school musical style. I loved this movie, but I always thought of it as more of a musical. And I feel like watching it back as an adult, it's a play with music. Yeah, I agree. Well put. And it's all, to bring out a vocab word, like a diegetic form. All the numbers are part of performances. Nobody just breaks out in a song. You know what? I think that's what I was missing. I like this. I definitely like this more than Teen Beach, but (laughs) I wanted to be a little more out of control. And I think that is what I was missing is I wanted those ridiculous numbers and I wanted that villain girl to be better. I wanted a Sharpay. Exactly. Exactly. She is no Ashley Tisdale. No. They don't make her fun. Sharpay is the best villain because you love her. She's funny and creative and weird. And she's lanky and awkward how she moves. It's awkward. I don't think she's not talented. I just don't think she was the right fit. Was this before or after High School Musical? After. This was after. Okay, Mm -hmm. so they knew what it could have been. I think maybe they were like, oh, we don't want it to be as corny as High School Musical. But if anything, it's cornier. By trying to not make it corny, it made it cornier. Corn City. It was shucked to the musical before it was shucked to the musical. Corn pudding. Corn pudding. Corn pudding. Corn pudding. Corn Corn is having a moment in theater. huge right now. That corn kid song, Shuck. What is your corn pudding? Type of corn. How do you like to ingest your corn? Popcorn. Oh, okay. I yeah. was thinking that. I was going to say mm-hmm. Bob. I don't like that. I don't like plain corn. Oh, wow. I know. So controversial. <laughs> a hard time for you. <laughs> okay. Should we get to, before we jump into this, you heard it here last? Yeah. I have one. You have a bunch, I'm sure. I have three actual stories this week. Not things oh, about lit. my life because I forgot to do this. I actually looked shit up. <laughs> do you want to do yours first? When, what are you thinking? I'll just get it out. Okay, get the it The movies are back, baby. Movies are back. Did you see Barbie? I did see Barbie. I loved it. I loved Barbie. The musical number. There, there were kind of multiple. Yeah. But the one that was not diegetic, where Ken and other Kens had their I'm just Ken song. I can't stop listening to it. Mm-hmm. It's good. I am Ken and I'm enough and I'm good at doing stuff. I love that line. <laughs> I also have such a crush on the other Ken, the one from the Marvel, um, what's his name? Simi Liu. I think he is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Even more than Ryan Gosling for me. I don't know. He's so charming. Yeah. That smile, those eyes. He's stunning. Oh, that smile. Yeah. I thought Ryan Gosling really just understood it, though. I don't know yeah. that I would have enjoyed anyone else in that role. Have you seen these the videos on TikTok and stuff that are coming out? Like when he was interviewed as a young kid, and he's kind of like really smarmy like Ken. <laughs> <laughs> and he to the reporter, he's like, well, you want to go out? Come on, I'll take you out. Ew! 
like stuff like that. And they're like, he's not acting. <laughs> That's funny as hell. Um, did you see Oppenheimer? I did not see Oppenheimer because I feel like it's long and I don't really know a lot about bombs. So I think I'm just gonna wait. <laughs> mm, good reasoning. Hey. Kyle and I did Barbenheimer. Okay. And so we did them together basically. And um Oppenheimer is three hours long, but I will Ooh. say it is a riveting three hours. It's not for everybody. Like we walked out and we could tell so many people were doing Barbenheimer because this group next to us goes, that movie was just a bunch of men in rooms talking. <laughs> and they kind of had a point, but I was also like, yeah, but the dialogue was fascinating. People were like, where are the fight scenes? It's like, it's not Oppenheimer secret agent. He's a scientist. I know things are good, but like, do you think I would like it? You know what I mean? Like there's a, di- that's a different. Do you know, let me sell you on it. Josh Hartnett is in it. Are there dicks? <laughs> no. And you don't see any dick, but Josh Hartnett, come on. Is he shirtless? No, he has sexy glasses on though. No. See, I can watch <laughs> shirtless in a 90s film. Wait, this is so funny. This is the difference in what turns us on. Yeah. <laughs> right. I like glasses. <laughs> now I need shirtless with a, with a wet, <laughs> not dripping, a light. <laughs> um so yeah that's my news the movies are bad okay great yeah okay my first news story is back to the future opened to not great reviews right which makes me think it's going to be our new obsession <laughs> i've never seen back to the future so it would kind of be cool if my first time was the musical yeah should we go see it i would love to i bet it's visually fucking cool yeah that's what we love things that are visually stunning that people hate like i yeah. think this is right alley also i feel like there's a real chance for some funny songs and some 80s like rockin songs we love that shit one of the reviews that i read said that it was like three classic songs from the 80s and then like the rest were new songs oh interesting i didn't know that i definitely like saw the movie once i was really like high and drunk at a party we have like movie nights and i was just like don't really remember it all i know is that there's some kind of storyline where he's like back in time and his mom wants to fuck him yeah i don't know i don't really like that kind of like (laughs) that's not your type of (laughs) and then I used to have a Sega game about the third one where they were cowboys so I don't even know how the hell that happens but cowboys but anyway my second story is Casey Cott of Riverdale fame is starting in Moulin Rouge this week. I don't know him. Is he good? You like him on the show? He is good on the show. I think he's like one of the few people who are actually like theater trained. Cool. But let me tell you something. Yeah, he's great. He's going to do a wonderful job. The real story is how out of control Riverdale is right now. Oh, yeah? There's three episodes left. In the whole series? Yep. And at the end of the season, a bomb goes off. <gasps> Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. <laughs> Oppenheimer comes in like, hey, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. It would make more sense. (laughs) Bomb goes off and doesn't kill anyone, but sends them all back to 1950s. So the whole season, they're just back in high school as 1950 teenagers. It's really about them. Like, they're all just exploring their sexuality. Like, the girls are kissing and Archie and Reggie were talking about whacking off together to porn last episode. Because it's in the 50s, no one's, like, shirtless or, like, really fucking or anything. They're just really talking about it. And it's so boring. Like, why am I <laughs> Archie has his fucking shirt on? Like, why am I like But then everything's like in the 1950s and really 1950s issue related and like keeping with that theme. But this girl, they had a beauty pageant last week and she's saying, who will love me as I am from Sideshow. <laughs> 
Now, how does that tie in? That was because she is, she's a little um, heavier than the other girls and she's awkward and she loves comics. That's not what that song is about. No, <laughs> no, it was, she sang as a solo and it was brought down and... Um, what the fuck? <laughs> crazy. This show is out of control. It has to end. Okay, my last story is high school musical... You seen the trailer for the new series? I saw a headline from, I think, Broadway World that said there was going to be a sequel again, like a reunion. The premise of the final season of the TV show is they're filming high school musical for the reunion at this high school. So Corbin Blue, <laughs> Ryan, Martha the Cook. Martha! <laughs> and what's the nerdy friend Taylor are back. Wait, so no, no Zach or... I don't think they got Zach in front of Vanessa Hutchins. No, and oh, Coach Bolton. <laughs> oh, thank God. And Miss Darbus. Wow, I want to see what she looks like now. They showed her for a second. I think she looks exactly the same. I, her vibe in the high school musical films is unparalleled. That's how I want to dress at that age. That's pretty big news. Yeah, that's cool. I'm really sad about Zach and Vanessa, though. I mean, maybe they'll just do like a cameo and just, I I can't imagine Zach Efron's going to do this. There's no way. They'll do the Kim Cattrall thing where they just call in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's in a bathtub like, hi. <laughs> Hey, Wildcat. <laughs> Wildcat, more like wild pussy. <laughs> Zach Efron, come back. And Ashley Tisdale was not <gasps> in it either. Oh, I didn't realize that actually. Oh, I'm here to tell you. That makes me sad. So it's just like all the secondary characters. It's all the secondary characters. Wait, wait, did you say Corbin Blue? Corbin Blue. He's a real one because he's doing like real amazing theater work. And then he's like, I'll do anything high school musical. I think it's fucking fun. Chad forever. He was on before. He was on last season too. I love him. Hold on. I'm going to look up the cast on high school musical, the TV show, and see if any of the others were tagged. Coach Bolton. Coach Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> literally filling the space well while i look it's just such a weird choice what if i named a dog coach bolton oh <laughs> my god i can't believe no one ever has <laughs> here coach get your head in the game okay yeah martha is on for two i love martha i like to pop and lock coach bolton is on for two episodes jojo siwa jojo siwa yeah monique coleman's doing one episode oh jordan fisher did an episode mm -mm. yeah i don't think we're getting them they're not on here sad for us well i'm really excited and i will watch maybe we should cover that what do you think's more ridiculous them not coming with them recasting them <laughs> Oh, I just kind of assumed they wouldn't be in it. Yeah, they're definitely not. They're definitely not going to do that. But could you imagine if it was just like, Troy? <laughs> Who would play them? <laughs> oh, Jenna Ortega as Vanessa. <laughs> as Vanessa playing Gabriella. I forgot her name for a minute. But they're coming on as their actress. It would be like, and Jenna Ortega. <laughs> Hudgens. <laughs> Who would play Zac Efron? Harry Styles? Har and Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I got you this necklace. I don't know what accent I'm doing. <laughs> Those northern and British accents. Kira Knightley as Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> <laughs> Who's older than Ashley Tisdale? <laughs> and Helen Mirren. Dame Helen Mirren. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you know, onto another Disney masterpiece. Launch the careers of superstars we still have today. The Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato. What are Demi Lovato's pronouns right now? I'm looking it up. I was just looking that up because I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, using both she, her, and they, them pronouns. But they said using they, them pronouns was exhausting. Oh, because other people are so shit about it. I hate that. And then I feel like they got flack for being like, I actually would like to be called she. Because that's how it was presented in jokes, I feel, that uh-huh. they flip-flopped. Well, I wouldn't know because I never joke about Demi Lovato. <laughs> <laughs> I love Demi Lovato. You don't do it for me anymore. Do you know that song? I don't, actually. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. I love Cool for the Summer. Ooh. So hot. Stone Cold. I don't know that one, but... Oh, baby, you gotta listen to I feel like I only know, like, the very, very popular ones, but I love them. And I think she's one of the best kid singers of the whole Disney oeuvre. Mm. Mm-hmm. That voice, sickening. I mean, everyone sings in that style of, I'm going to try it. <laughs> okay. Well, tonight will be the night that I will fall for you. Like Ooh. that uh-huh. scene, like, huh? They all sing like that in this film. Every single one. I love it, but I'm happy it's no longer like the trend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone sounds awesome, to be honest. Except for the mean girl. She just does like blah. Oh, God. We'll get get to her. Jesus. But it starts with Demi like getting... I love a getting ready for school montage, like trying different outfits. Like that never gets old for me. Yeah, yeah. We got so many outfits within the first minute. I love when when there's like a bad hat. And they're like, no, not that. Or like a bad hat. It's like, I love that. <laughs> and her name is Mitchie. 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 I've never met a Mitchie. I've met a Meche. So I was a Meche. little. How do you spell Meche. that? M-E-C-H-E. Ooh. I feel like I'm I'm saying it in a, my accent though. Like, I feel like they say more like Meche. I know two girls from Mexico with that name. So I maybe it's love there. that name. That's beautiful. Pretty, right? And then while she's getting ready, we also get a little news brief on her television that Shane Gray stormed off the set, this pop star, and that his tour is canceled played by Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas. Shane Gray is such a porn name. Such a porn name. I can't believe we never reviewed him in a porno before. <laughs> Halfway through, I started saying Sean Cody. I was just like, that's, <laughs> that's his name, right? <laughs> okay, who, who's your Jonas crush? Which one? I don't feel like I ever had a crush on any of them. They were all pretty in different ways. Maybe the answer is Nick. The answer is always Nick. No, I would go Joe. I don't even know. I think Nick is high, but I don't feel sex appeal. Maybe it's because I never felt sex appeal with any of these guys because they were very much a part of that purity ring culture. Damn, listen, I would do anything to watch a sex video of Nick <gasps> and his wife. I think they're so sexy together. Priyanka. Yeah. Ooh. She's gorgeous. I mean, don't get me wrong. Gorgeous. And to be honest, all of the Jonas Brothers are beautiful. I feel poor Kevin gets the rep for being the flop. And you know, it's just that the other two are so hot that I feel like they get the reputation of being the good ones, but I think they're actually just better looking. And mm-hmm. Kevin is cute. Kevin's cute as fuck. His hair, his like flat iron hair in this They shouldn't. Room, they should have let him be curly. It was really bad. And also, were they supposed to be brothers in this? I got the vibe that they were more bandmates. They never mentioned being brothers, I didn't think. So then I'm wondering. I don't know. It was weird. I wanted more of them. Yeah. Okay, we also get Mitchie's mom, who's like, Got another Camp Rock brochure in the mail today. Wonder why that keeps happening. So the parents do surprise her and get her... I don't know how you say it. We're enrolled in Camp Rock. <laughs> and, and the deal is that her mom has a catering business and her mom is going to cater Camp Rock 
And for Mitchie to go, she needs to help out in the kitchen, but she can go. Yeah. I feel like they could have just had her be the only one without a famous parent. It still would have had the same effect. Like, I didn't need this whole kitchen. There's this really weird scene in between all this where there's a random character from her school life at home that talks to her about it. And it was so unnecessary also. This very outlandish character who's just like, bye, this is my one scene. And I feel like that is a staple of Disney Channel original movies. She was like, do your parents know about Camp Rock? Very natural conversation. <laughs> Let me know about Camp Rock. And then she walks away. And you're like, okay, girl. See ya. So strange. Bye, <laughs> like, whose kid is she? <laughs> so we arrive at camp. And it's everything you'd want it to be. The kids are dancing and drumming on the bus the second they get off. They're so ready to make music. Exiting mid-dance yeah. move. Chaos. Chaos. If I was a counselor, I'd be very overwhelmed. I'd be like, okay, everyone stop drumming. Stop beating. Like dancing, I just need to get your names and check you in. <laughs> well, your voice yeah. cracked. <laughs> I know. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> and that's when we see this rich girl, the blonde girl we were talking about. What's her name? Tess Tyler. Tess. She comes out of a limo. <laughs> this was propaganda in Disney movies that rich people, they only are driven around in limos. Yeah. Girl, that's a bachelorette party in that limo. It's yeah. not a famous person. A famous person is in like a G-Wagon. <laughs> And her mom is a Grammy award-winning, I imagine, pop star. And that's why she's kind of popular. And don't get me wrong. She's like a mean girl vibes. But sometimes they were more telling me she was a mean girl than showing me. Right. That's how I feel about her. This could have been such a juicy character. Yeah. And instead they were like, she's a bitch and she only cares about money. Which like that part was clear that she was very classist. Mm -hmm. But later on, there's this other girl that I'll describe as from High School Musical. She's like the Kelsey character, but they made her like a little emo. <laughs> she actually bullies the girl we're supposed to think is the bully. Yeah. I never made that connection as a kid. I don't know. I saw Tess minding her business sometimes and people were fucking with her. I just wanted more from her. And then we met Caitlin, who I, I could have used a little, I think was too much. This actress. Emo Kelsey. You're talking about, okay, yeah, she, she wants to be a producer. When she says, check me out. And it's like, split, split, splat, split, 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 splat. It was her dancing too. Her weird, like, pop and lock dancing with her, like, she would flap her, her hands a lot like that. Her dancing was too much. I had to look away. It was so uncomfortable. She was the dancer girl, though, in everything at that age. She was in that Missy Elliott video. Really? She was in a Missy yeah. Elliott video? But she was a little girl. She was like a famous little girl dancer. Oh, her name is Allison Stoner. Oh my God. You looking her up? Yep. <laughs> this is the episode where we look things up. She's in the Step Up franchise. Oh my God, she has a shaved head now. She looks great. Beautiful. You know what? And it was actually nothing against her. When you're in these movies, you've got to be corny as fuck, but... It's true. She was a background dancer for Missy Elliott, Eminem, Outkast, and Will Smith. Wow. As a child. What the fuck? Wow. Okay, so yeah, she wants to be a producer. She's intense. There's a camp counselor lady who's a ginger, and she's familiar to me, but I, I've never seen her in anything. Oh my God. And she's the one who when she comes out they're like hi d and she's like no this is a rock camp we sing it and it was like She felt drunk all the time and I loved it. She just came in randomly and would give a little pep talk. And in this scene, like these other two kids come out and they're like, put your hands up, 
put your hands up. And she's like, holla. And that's kind of the I whole scene. That. I hated that. I hated when she tried to have that energy. It was very comfortable. <laughs> there was just no substance in it. Like nothing really happened in that scene. <laughs> Who the fuck is D? And this is where we find out that Shane Gray, the rock star, and he's part of a band called Connect Three. He is going to be a guest teacher at the camp that year Mm -hmm. because it's good pr for him because he's a bad boy he's a bad boy and his uncle runs the camp yeah and his uncle's british and he's not (laughs) and i always think that's a funny choice that these movies made like not that that obviously doesn't exist like kyle has japanese uncles but it's just like a weird thing that it pops up so often like they can never just be like also american yeah and they also decide that they have like this final jam at the end of the summer where people it's like a contest where everyone just sings it's a big deal and whoever wins is going to record a duet with joe jonas sean cody sean cody (laughs) (laughs) we do see his brothers his bandmates as they drop him off we get kevin he's like a himbo yeah and nick is like a serious accountant yeah those are the vibes i don't know kevin was a little (laughs) the lines i don't know i don't know if it was the lines that weren't funny enough but joe jonas is leaving i'm going to camp and and kevin's like will you get me a birdhouse <laughs> like a birdhouse. And there's like a scene later, and they're like, Why would you want a birdhouse? He's like, So I could talk to birds or whatever it is. It's just like, <laughs> I don't even know if that's Kevin's fault, but that hair. I don't but- think it is. I think it's the writing. I think he was yeah. cute. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm just like on the propaganda tour for Kevin Jonas that he's not the flop. And he gave us a good reality show once. What was it? It was just him and his wife hanging out in New Jersey. That sounds awful. <laughs> you think that was good? <laughs> I was really high that year. (laughs) Hanging out in New Jersey. Yeah, just like married life. It was like newlyweds, but Kevin Jonas and his wife, Danielle. (laughs) Okay, and then uh, Demi overhears Tessie singing uh, this fucking You're Happy, You're Not song that she sings like a few times throughout the movie. That's her go-to song jam stop looking at people through the windows there's a lot of peeking and overhearing going on in this, this camp everyone's chasing this time i i wrote shane greg mm-hmm. he's running and he falls into the bushes for cover and he hears mitchie playing a song on the piano weirdly enough this song is called this is me right did it not fucking sound just like the song from greatest showman it does sound it's similar for sure <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I thought it was so fucking similar. I couldn't believe it. I had to look it up. I was like, when did this come out? It's also funny because all the songs in this, I get why I liked them as a kid because they're all basically about this is who I am. I'm here. I'm going to take the world on. But looking back, they're all really similar. Like one's called This Is Me, one's called like Here I Am. It's all. <laughs> and then there's just like one song that's I love music. Music's got me. It's very, very simple. Yeah. I will say, like, out of all the Disney Channel original movies, like, this is the music I'd listen to the least. Like, I didn't even listen to Teen Beach over these songs, I think. See, I think this has less good songs, but the songs that are good are better. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So he hears her singing it, goes in to find her, and then she's gone. Mm -hmm. And he's like, who's in here? But it's empty. (laughs) 
Yes. It becomes very Little Mermaid where he's trying to find the girl with the voice. This is a Little Mermaid movie. We can open mic night and then we meet this character, Lola, whose mom is on Broadway and she sings this great song and then we never see this girl again. (laughs) I also love the energy of, wow, she's really good. She should be. Her mom's on Broadway. Right. Uh, great job, Lola. Yeah, she was fierce. Also, I love she was talking to Mitchie and she's just like, gotta go and immediately starts her number in front of everyone in the cafeteria. Yeah, she was a little dead in the eyes, though, don't you think? 100%. But to be fair, <laughs> how could she be in the moment? She was just having a random small talk conversation with a stranger. And there was really no like switch to like, now I'm performing. It was very just like, it was wild. Okay, Lo- I'm guessing Lola doesn't get her own spinoff. <laughs> And then also in the scene, Mitchie lies about her mom saying she's a huge chef in China. No, that she's a huge, she works, I think it's a TV channel for music in China. Oh. It's like an MTV. Okay. But she says this to Tess, who is, of course, the mean girl with the famous mom and her girlfriends who have well-off parents. And they're like, oh, you're one of us. You can hang out with us, sleep in our room. And she's like, okay. And then she kind of dumps Caitlin. She dumps Caitlin. Yeah, I suppose in a way she does. I also can't tell how long this period is. So I feel like she could have been friends with Caitlin for like 20 minutes. Right. It's your first day. You're still deciding who your friends are. Just because you have a two minute conversation doesn't mean you have to be loyal to that person. Yeah, it felt like it was still the same day, at least. Yeah. So it confused me that Caitlin was so like, huh? Yeah, you're right. I feel bad for Caitlin, but you're absolutely right. No, it's a bit much. I'd be like, okay, stalker. I just fucking met you. Right. Like, I don't owe you anything. I'm nice to you. Like, fuck off. And like the girls invited her in the bunk. Caitlin didn't invite her in the bunk. Who's sleeping with Caitlin? None of our business. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) This is where they're watching her unpack. They find her songbook. And I have to say, these two girlfriends of the bad girl, they're awesome. They're cute. They're encouraging. They're fun. I love these two girls. And of course, she sings, this is me. And they're like, wow. And Tess is beginning to be concerned. Like she's threatened by Mitchie's talent. I would be. Then she sneaks back into the kitchen. So this is her life now. She's sneaking off into the kitchen and to help with her mom, but doesn't want the girls to know that she has this, yeah, this other life. Then we get first day of classes. I loved this. The teacher's like, who wants to sing? And everyone raises their hand, but Mitchie hides and and makes herself small and covers her face. So of course he chooses her, which is kind of fucked up on his part. And she's like so nervous and she whispers her song. And then he's like, sing out, Louise. And then she fucking screlts it out. (laughs) He says, just because it's the solo doesn't mean you have to sing it so low. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, so weird how he treats her. Yeah. She was literally the only one that said no. And then you're like, sing, bitch. He didn't even tell her what to sing. Nothing. No. Like you said, she knocks it out of the park and Tessie's like sweating. You can see the beads. Tessie. Fall out of her head. <laughs> but she's smart. She's smart because she knows Demi's good. And she knows if she goes up against her and Demi goes on her own, she's fucked. She's like, you know what? Why don't you join my group? Tess tells her things like, it's your first time and you get so nervous. Gaslights her. And that's really fucking rude. And then, oh my God, this silly scene where she's in the kitchen and Sh- Shane comes in. To complain about the food. To complain about the food because his dietary <laughs> restrictions or something. So she's like, I have to hide myself. So she pours flour all over her face. <laughs> I... 
I was very scared. She looked scary. She looked so scary. It was so ridiculous. And she's like, no, you should be nicer to people who cook your food. Can you imagine being on the opposite side of this and being like, ew, okay. Like, why are you like this? Right. <laughs> he also does this weird thing where he takes one of the cupcakes and like fingers it and licks off the icing. It was the only part I was completely riveted in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> It made me think of that Ariana Grande moment where she licked the donut. Oh, yeah. And she called Americans fat. That was funny. (laughs) We got to talk about this hip hop class that comes up next. Why is he teaching a hip hop dance class when he's a rock star? It makes no sense. It's so awkward. He's just pretty much doing like micography. He's like, get a hat, get a mic. (laughs) He doesn't show them anything. He just breaks into the most awkward, aggressive dancing. After 20 seconds, he's like, across the floor. And then he does this insane across the floor. And they're all just like, okay. And then he's like, get in a circle. Like it all moves so fast. I guess it was supposed to be symbolic of the whole class. I guess. But listen, we watched Zac Efron run around and leap on that golf course. And like that was Uh cringe but this is something else this is so cringe it's hard to watch but i have to say i was so impressed like the way he committed to this insane dance and then the way they just let this be the final cut and i also love at the end of this a guy falls who's a drummer and everyone like laughs he's like you're a drummer right you keep a beat and he's like yeah he's like oh we gotta find a way to get that beat to your feet (laughs) like ew (laughs) first of all who the fuck is dancing with drumsticks in their pocket. Baby, you're not a drummer. You don't understand that life. He could have fallen and it could have gone into his anus. (laughs) (laughs) That's excessive, but like, that's dangerous. What the fuck? Drumsticks? I love this movie, but I actually have so many questions. Why was he already being like, I'm being a good teacher now. I'm a cool guy. He's been a complete cunt till now. And then that kid falls and he's like, oh no, I'm a teacher. I'm a leader. Let me show these people. Do you know what I mean? Because baby, in his wild life, he falls down sometimes and no one's there to pick him up. You're right. And maybe that talk with powder-faced Lovato actually got through to him a little bit. Oh, 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 that's it. Because the guy falls and the mean girl goes, talk about dancing to a different drummer or like something weird like that. It was horrible. I guess Shane has a reaction to that and he's like, oh, I don't want to be the dick. Right. Okay. Okay. He's already changing him. Wow. I had to just like talk it out, you know? Yeah. Well, it's a complicated film. It could not compare in complications to Teen Beach Movie, though. I could cry thinking about that movie. I think it was as difficult to talk about, if not more, than Repo the Genetic Opera. Yeah. Those were the hardest ones to ever get through. I think we deserve a free month of Disney Plus. (laughs) Okay. What is next? We have a campfire jam. Right. Also, in between that, Mitchie is in public with the girls and her mom comes by and wants to meet her new friends and she has to pretend she doesn't know her so she tells them oh well the reason i know her is because she's the personal chef for like all these huge stars like pharrell williams and nick lachey deeper into these lies (laughs) later on she literally says the words i never lie (laughs) does she really say that she (laughs) says it in one of her romantic moments with joe jonas she's like no that song was really good i never lie and it's like, oh. bitch, bitch, we need to have a talk. The cognitive dissonance. Damn. Okay, so at this campfire thing, this Tessie has her number. Not only does she have three backup singers, but she has separate three backup dancers. This girl is out of control. And then the only dance she does is this extremely aggressive shoulder back and forth. 
the whole song really in her lanky ass arms it was so confusing i wish they got a sickening musical performer because this girl is talented and beautiful she's just not right i would believe it if it was like a modeling school oh just pose wear clothes that's the problem she is like a supermodel type a long skinny and you can tell she's just not a dancer yeah weird casting yeah she'd be great in a show about models so you're right okay then they kind of flirt by a lake first he's cunty and she's just like, why are you like that? So she just kind of changes him again, but he doesn't realize that she's powder face bakery girl. But then they kind of start seeing eye to eye. And he talks about how he only makes music that makes the label happy. She's like, you never know if you don't try. And he's like, wow, his acting <laughs> response. So wait, he doesn't recognize her as the voice and he doesn't recognize her as the powder face. This is his third interaction with her. And he's kind of just meeting her for the first time. That's what I got from it. Damn. And then, okay, he's like, wow, thanks for making me feel this way. And then we get this scene with this food fight where they just have tons of bland (laughs) spaghetti with no sauce. Also, the whole food fight starts because Caitlin trips Tess and then turns to her and goes, sorry. Oh, actually, I see it's you. I'm not sorry. Caitlin, what the fuck? That's so mean. And then Tess throws bland spaghetti at her back and forth. And then they all get in trouble. All three of them get sent to the British guy's office. Uh huh. And Caitlin has to do um, kitchen duty. Yeah. So Mitchie's like, ugh. Caitlin's mad at Mitchie. But, okay, this is weird though. Caitlin's mad at Mitchie as well because in that office, Tess said, listen, Caitlin fucking started it. And she did. I'm pretty sure actually she even threw the spaghetti first. That's the thing. He goes, who threw the food first? Facts are facts. And Mitchie's like, yeah, that is what happened. She even, you can tell, did not want to have to say it. And Caitlin's so mad at her. And it's like, I'm sorry, so Mitchie was supposed to lie? The instigator. She's the instigator. So Shane finds Anne. He's like, I want to play this song for you because her opinion matters to him so much now. And this scene is like that scene in Barbie where all the Kens are like, I want to push you around and I will. 100%. Stares into her eyes and he plays guitar and he sings this song to her. And who is this voice harmonizing with him? Oh, I was waiting <laughs> for Kevin Jonas to walk out of the woods. Like, where is he? I was like, what? <laughs> that scared me. Do you think there's a deeper conspiracy to that? Like, is there a story there? <laughs> Did he play a blue box though? Maybe he had the other part recorded or was- No, it was just his guitar. Girl, what the fuck? Okay, then also, I, I wrote this down. I really don't remember too well. I said, Mitchie gets caught hiding behind potato chips. She sees that Caitlin's in the bakery or in the, the kitchen. So she hides behind this giant bag of chips. Right. And then she slips into an open pail of water. So she ends up covered in dirty water and potato chips. Ew. And Caitlin is like, it's you. You lied. That's rich. But apparently you're not. Oh. Also, wait, she also sees her fall and stage chips and she gasps. She's like, your mother must be the cook. Like, how did she jump to that so quick? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. She'd be like, what are you doing here? Oh, you work here too? Like, that would be my first reaction. Yeah. Did you get in trouble since then? Or like what? Yeah. Although I guess the mom, oh, 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 the mom said, oh, my daughter's here working as well. And then Caitlin sees her behind the potato chips and is like, oh, hey, are you her daughter? Oh, okay. 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 Fair enough. Still a little bit of a stretch, but but fair enough. No, but that makes sense. So now the jig is up. They're all in a bunk in their pajamas. It's like also they're performing music for each other. Yeah. It's like some kind of jam and Caitlin's going to perform one of her songs. This is where we get that scene where everyone's like bopping to it and Demi Lovato is like, oh wow, she's really good. Yeah, everyone cannot believe how amazing this 
electronic beat is with her popping and locking behind it. Their minds are being blown. Even what this girl, so Tess is like, oh God, she's so good. I'm getting jealous. I need to stop this. Even what she does is so lame. She's like, snake. Everyone <laughs> screams. Caitlin could have just like kept going with her song. Like it wasn't destroyed. Yeah. She's like, you did this. You ruined this. And this is where Tess and her friends do whatever major loser to Caitlin. They do like this like gang oh, sign yeah. on the forehead. People loved that shit when we were kids loser loser double loser as if whatever get the picture dot do you know that one uh-huh the hand thing you do with it do you think that's still part of kid culture no or that's like 90s kid culture that's 90s kid culture i think that makes me sad I let's bring some like new ones though like new things they do like tiktoking tiktoking they have their phones in their hands they could never do the parent trap handshake never <laughs> <laughs> this is where we get a little backstory we find out that caitlin used to be friends with Tess. But Tess was too jealous of her. And since Demi stood up for Caitlyn, they're besties now. I don't like Caitlyn. <laughs> Kelsey's way better. And now Shane starts, it's like a montage of him searching for the voice he heard. It's very Cinderella, everyone trying on the shoe energy. Uh-huh. It's like Cinderella and Little Mermaid had a baby. Some of these girls that have one little moment, they're funny, they're weird. The best was the trio of girls that harmonized. Yes, they were good. That was fabulous. We also get a really long extended sequence of people just whispering to each other that he wants to do this. He wants yeah. to look for this girl. It went on for like two and a half minutes. I feel like the movie was too short and they had to fill it with some things. So they just got extras to whisper in each other's ears. They go on a kayak ride. Go on a kayak ride. I really didn't take anything down from the scene. I wrote a cute boat ride. <laughs> well, it's Mitchie and what's his Shane. name? Shane. And Tess sees them and gets jealous. And then because of that, she follows Mitchie to try to get some dirt on her because she's like, I want Shane to myself. That's where she sees her mom be like, see you later, daughter. I love you so much, honey. I birthed you. <laughs> like she makes it very clear. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, I have dirt on Mitchie and it's all going down. And then we get a performance from the Jonas Brothers. They have a lot of festivals, a lot of jams. Like I, I it's hard to keep up. And the only class they have is hip hop dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make sense. You only get that one class. You're right. <laughs> it was confusing. So they play this song that's just over and over again. Like, I just want to play my music. Music's got a hold on me. People love the performance so much that there's a series of high fives after. Also, I don't know <laughs> if we up to it yet, but like there's a moment where Tess finds out that the lyrics are, we, we're not up to that part yet, where Joe Jonas says the lyrics to the song and she realizes it's Demi. I don't think I know what you're talking about. Like Joe Jonas is talking <gasps> about how the song he heard the voice he says oh, the lead i think it's a little after this I okay 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 because she never does anything with that no like i was so confused i thought she was gonna take credit for those lyrics and be like i was singing this the other day it doesn't make any sense it was like a storyline they were gonna go with and then they shot two endings and then forgot to take that out okay first Tess exposes Mitchie. She humiliates her in front of everyone. Everyone thinks she's, she literally calls her a big fat liar. Whoa. Shane is behind her the whole time. It's so funny. Mitchie's getting humiliated and Shane is behind her just face acting really crazy. And he's like, I thought you were different. You're just like everyone else. You just, you just want me for my money. You're a liar. Why would you think that though? That she wants his money. Like he's such a big 
you really jump to conclusions. There's a lot of reasons to pretend you're not poor. I love right. how I'm saying poor. She's definitely middle class. Like they act yeah. like, oh my God, poverty. Disney really gave us a lot of class themes. Yeah. That was an interesting choice for them. Yeah. <laughs> as like a major corporation that doesn't benefit from communist thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is where Tess overhears the uncle and Joe Jonas talking and he talks about the lyrics. And he's like, I heard this girl sing the song and I've got to find her. And then he just bursts out into the song <laughs> like out of nowhere while he's talking to the uncle. Can you imagine? God. <laughs> Mitchie goes to hip hop dance class and sits in the corner, all sad. Joe Jonas comes in and gives everyone a pep talk. Didn't really need that scene. No. She has a heart to heart with her mother. Mm-hmm. And Tess and Mitchie kind of have it out. And Mitchie stands up for herself. Is this where she accuses her of the bracelet? That's a little after. Okay. Damn, I must admit, I jumped ahead. <laughs> so now it's like a week before Final Jam. Everyone's freaking out, getting ready for it. Mitchie is in the kitchen with Caitlin and Tess and the male counselor, the uncle of Shane, come in and they're like, listen, she's missing this bracelet. And it's a bracelet she talks about earlier on in the movie where she's like, my mom adds a charm to it every time she wins another Grammy. So, and of course they find it in the kitchen because she planted it. I don't remember seeing her plant it. No, the last time we saw her, she was sneaking into Mitchie's room and looking at the diary with her lyrics to right. that that was her. So you're like, okay, she's going to do something with those lyrics. And then next time we see her, she's doing this weird bracelet thing. Like, I don't even like... <laughs> It's actually really weird. I feel like they forgot which ending they went with. So they picked the wrong like supporting scene. Like they filmed both options. And they were like, fuck, we just got to keep it. And they should have had a moment where Demi was like, wow, that bracelet. Although she did that very early on. But like they didn't even remind us about it. It's very weird. I did not remember the bracelet was even the thing until you said it. But she gets cut from Final Jam, which was Tess's plan. She and Caitlin. But he keeps saying to them, you're forbidden from all camp activities. So what are they supposed to do? Sit in their bunk bed? Until the end of Final Jam, which they take to mean at the end of Final Jam, we can perform. What would that accomplish? Why did he do that for them? Wait, and that's what really happens? Yeah. Because I was confused because I was like, they're cut from Final Jam. And then at the end, he was like, you ready? Or something like that. I was like, wait, I thought they couldn't perform. I didn't understand why they were able to. Because he was giving them a code language. I feel like that would just cause tons of drama. Like, Does he believe them? Yeah. He took them out because he believed that they stole that bracelet. Well, he said he was taking them out because the rules are the rules. Oh, okay. But doesn't he make the rules? Doesn't he own the fucking camp? I think so. <laughs> okay. The rules are the rules. The rules that I made are the rules. So the camp rock booklet says if someone gets caught stealing, they have to m- miss that but he knew it was fake so his conscience couldn't do it so he let them perform at the end also do you think stealing is that big of an issue there i don't know what's i mean they have like a whole rule for it stealing happens so often that it had to be added to the rule book specifically not just like don't steal yeah all these rich people as well they're all supposed to be rich yeah i don't understand okay so it's final jam and peggy one of the tess's backup girls she snapped she's like i had enough of your shit tess I'm going out on my own. Yeah, and both of them turn on her, which was very cool. But then there's a group performance that actually kind of slapped and everyone was dancing on trampolines and it was like a big dance number as well. And one of the friends is in that number. So I was like, wow, they were about to have a busy night. They're in like multiple numbers. Yeah. But she was really good. So I was happy. Yeah. And then we get our test performing her song, It Girl. 
and her mom comes and she's like, oh my God, my mom's here. And then the mother gets a phone call and like goes in the back of the room, take the call. And she's so upset by it. So she falls and then runs <sighs> off stage. <laughs> her mom was a beautiful supermodel. She looked like she was 20. It was so funny. I loved this girl running off the stage, sitting in a corner, crying, wiping away tears that were not there. That was awesome. Not there. <laughs> she could not connect. And this is where Peggy gets her number. She gets her own solo. But first they're like, welcome to the stage, Margaret Dupree. <laughs> And she's like, that's me. Peggy is Margaret Dupree. Why is Peggy a nickname for Margaret, though? Because that's a real thing, isn't it? That's my Yeah, my grandma's Margaret. And she's Peggy. Where did they get that? Where, does, where do you get Peggy from Margaret? I have no idea. <laughs> it's a whole other name. So you really think about it. <laughs> Even Dick and Richard make more sense. Yeah, should I look it up? Yeah. How where the fuck did that come from? Peggy come from Margaret. And Margaret, Skylar sisters. Angelica, Margaret, Eliza. Mark- okay, over the years, Maggie more morphed into Meggie and Meg, likely because of accents changing the vowel sound. That continued to transform into the Peggy and Peg we know today, based <sighs> simply on a trend of creating nicknames that rhyme. So what's supposed to rhyme? Meg and Peg. So Mag. So like Megret? So Mag- Margaret was turned to Maggie, which because of accents became like Meggie and Meg. And, and then became Peg. Peg. That is the most like telephone game concept of how to get a nickname I've ever fucking we, heard. And we have Bill from William, which is my grandpa's name, who's married to Peg. Isn't that so weird? That's cool. Okay, so listen, I don't even know what to say. I guess this this experience of her being embarrassed by her mom and then seeing Peggy succeed like humbled her, and she's just a changed mm. person, and she just apologizes. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. we gotta talk about this. Peggy's performance, Margaret Dupree's performance uh-huh. first of all she is sickening she is very fierce and beautiful and i loved it but they had her just playing a guitar and singing and i thought like she sounded great but it was just so awkward because she's clearly not a guitar player and so instead they played a montage during her song in between of tess being mean to her oh shit i missed that <laughs> it was really weird i felt like they were like oh this is kind of awkward we can't have three minutes of her just fake playing the guitar so they were like oh i know <laughs> to show her getting bullied like oh, my god it was kind of crazy. But was it Peggy thinking about all the times Meg was mean to her? Or was it Meg thinking about all the times I was mean to her? And that's what changed her. That was the journey we were supposed to take. And I missed Wait, it. you mean Tess? Tess thinking about it? Yes. Who did I say? Meg. <laughs> <laughs> who's that? <laughs> Meg is also Peg. Who's Marg? Margaret Dupree. <laughs> Okay, yeah, <laughs> Tess. Okay, I love when we try to make these movies make sense. So Tess, because <laughs> Peggy's song had a montage in her head of all the times she was mean to Peggy, and she was like, damn, I was awful. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Okay, I buy that. Storytelling. Tess's turnaround is so fast, so <laughs> wild. She just swings in the absolute opposite direction and is like, that was really good, and when someone's really good, they deserve to know, and I didn't know you were really good, but you're really good. Do you want to be friends again? It was that quick and odd. Just a complete 180. So then it's the end of the final jam. So Mitchie and Caitlin are like, this is our moment. So Caitlin plays, I guess it's her track of Mitchie's song and Mitchie sings. And this is when the teacher is like, oh, I'm so glad you guys understood what I was trying to say. I wanted you to perform at the end. (laughs) It was so strange. 
crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, this is the song that Joe Jonas, Shane, has been searching for. So she sings it. 30 seconds in, we get this dramatic head turn from him that is so awesome. It's so dramatic. And then he's like, oh my God, this is this is my girl. So then she's mid-song and he just is in the audience essentially on a runway. And he's like, I'm going to just start singing. <laughs> so he sings it with her and he's like, I need to find you. And then they just stare at each I other. Mean, he heard like, once for like a second. Like, how did he know all those lyrics? It's a good point. Yeah, what the fuck actually? Did he add that part at the Oh, oh, he added that part at the end where he's like, I need to find you because that's his story. Oh. Looking for her. She never sang that before. I mean, this girl finally finds her voice. She finally gets a chance to perform and this man has to steal the spotlight. That's patriarchy. That is patriarchy. And then this Peggy wins. <laughs> Margaret Dupree. Oh. <laughs> I was happy she won, though. I thought that was a refreshing direction to take this. Yeah, it was a nice twist. But at this point, we just, I can't, so Demi doesn't get to record with him? I bet you they still will because they they put the song together. Okay. Yeah, I think everyone wins. Um, And then Tess apologizes to them and tells them they were really good and says, I'll see you next summer. I don't have any closure with anything, really. Although then, like, you know, her parents are like, oh, we're so proud of you, honey. And she and Shane make up, but Shane goes to her something like I guess I don't have to look for that song that singer anymore I guess I found my voice it wasn't like wow oh my god I can't believe it was you that song is beautiful it's very like a self-centered about yeah you know what I mean it's not romantic we get a final number uh-huh. everyone and I don't really think much of this but it's just like we rock we rock it's can't rock typical <laughs> end of Disney Channel movie where they all come out and do a number together like it's the same format yeah it just kind of faded away it ended kind of suddenly. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's better than Teen Beach Movie. It was definitely better than Teen Beach Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't love this as much as I love like High School Musical. I still think it's as good as that. I think the reality is that High School Musical is the goat and everything else that tries to touch it just doesn't come close. Yeah. Do you feel Descendants is on the level of High School Musical? You know what? I do. That's cool. That's big claim right there. And I respect it. It's so ridiculous that like every bad Disney character lived on an island together and they all have kids the same age. Like the premise is so insane. And like, it's a little once upon a time. I love that. It was show, so good. Course. Once upon a time really tried to make it make sense. Yeah. I feel once upon a time made sense for like the first two seasons. Yeah. 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 They tried real hard, but it got great. When you have something that's that insane already, like you don't have to follow any rules. It could just be as crazy where this is like, this sort of was kind of based in reality camp rock a little bit, like, cause they didn't just like break out in song. Yeah. But when they did have performances, like just guitar, there were other voices. So like, that was ridiculous. That was awesome. Commit fully to camp or don't do it or make a, just a normal movie, no music or, you know. It's weird. Yeah. I love Camp Rock, though. I love the vibe. I love yeah. meeting the Jonas Brothers. I think that should be our fuck, marry, kill. Out of the Jonas Brothers today, who would you fuck? Who would you marry? Oh, who would you kill? I think I'd fuck Nick. You wouldn't marry Nick? Obviously. God, I don't... Can, wait, when you marry them, do you fuck them when you marry them? I feel like you can or you can't. Like, you can have a marriage for just, like, love and friendship, or you can have a marriage where, like, you do everything. I think I'd have a better marriage with, with Joe. I do. Because you're, like, a Sansa Stark-esque kind of person. Exactly. I love that pairing. But Nick and I would kill Kevin. Sansa Stark and Shane Gray. That's a power couple. Right. Shane Gray went right. on to marry the Queen of the North. <laughs> Spoiler, sorry. 
That's hot. For real. I would marry Joe Jonas because I want to be the queen of the North. I would fuck Kevin to remind him to remind him he is not the flop and it's a lie. I want to give him that. And and I guess I'd have to kill Nick. The reality is, though, it, it would be hard for me to fuck any of them. It really would. Damn, I'm going to send you some pictures of Nick Jonas because they're uh, gorgeous. They're like mannequins to me, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it the purity culture? You're like a little more rougher around the edges. Oh, or not. Like, I'm pretty open. But purity culture, even if you're not a part of it now, it icks me out. Oh, because they were pure. But then they have like bracelets or they something. They wore rings. Well, they got over that. Good for them. <laughs> We love you, Joe Bros. We love you, Joe Bros. We'd love to have you on the podcast. I guess that's it. The kids at Camp Rock may rock, but we chill. Just keep chilling. Wow. I love that. (laughs) Just chill. Just chill. Just chill. Bye. High Flying Adored is hosted by us, Mikey and Grace. It's produced by us, Grace and Mikey. Special thanks to Andy Mowat for our kick-ass theme song. Please rate and review us on whatever platform you're streaming the song. While you're at it, please follow our Instagram, High Flying Adored. That's flying with no G. Email us at highflyingadoredpodcast at gmail.com. We, we love, love you. you. We love you. Thanks for listening. We love you.